a Fanatec saved their reputation? That is the question we are going to be trying to answer today in the late apex. Sometimes it can be a good call to have an interview when you're under fire. Sometimes the CEO coming up for a chat can be a bad idea as well. We will be discussing whether their interview has uh, taken off some of the burden of the uh, dislikes that they've been getting in the sim racing community recently, along with looking at news at Le Mans Ultimate, at iRacing Weather, at Motorsport Games, obviously, obviously, and other funny stories that we've found in the news of sim racing. Once again, I'm Sam Fitzpatrick, and alongside me is David Sampson. And uh, apologies that we were all a bit late. We weren't eating pizza, but again, it was a longer GT3 trophy race, so that's why a bit... Yeah, it was a 75-minute race. Yeah. What do you and guys expect we us was to see? grabbing... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't opened mine yet, so watch out for the uh, the release of some air from a can later on. Um, but let's have a chat then about Fanatec. Which which do you want to go first? Do you want to go the interview or the product release? Uh, let's start. I think with the interview. Sure. Um, yeah, come on. I'll let you start it off. Uh, well, I was hoping you'd start it off because I've forgotten the guy's name. Slash, I never learned the guy's name. But um, the CEO it was a German name. Of Well, okay. Um, <laughs> the CEO of Fantech um, has had an interview to try to address the, the problems that they have been criticised for. The main one being huge delays on their products. This has been something that's been going on for a while, but particularly the last few months. And uh, they've tried to basically come out and answer the questions that the community have been answering. Um, asking, uh, do you think it do you think it works? Um, I appreciated the fact he was sitting down and facing these questions. And he knew the questions weren't going to be nice. And the guy expressed also on the side of sim racers, like uh, how displeased they are. So a bit of a backstory. This was the black, the biggest part of this was the Black Friday. They, for the first time in their history, put up big Black Friday deals. Not a few percent off, big percent off. But their website and their product management was out of sync in the sense that people were unable. Not only were the deals not limited, but uh, their stock management wasn't working. So people were ordering away and they not only they didn't just not have them in stock, they didn't have enough products made. So this is the part of the interview I didn't love. Now, obviously, again, I appreciate him sitting there and he's going to defend his company. It's his company. He has a right to defend it. But he was saying almost like it's our loss because not only do we sell them almost at cost, now we've got to build them, pay premium flights in, yeah, shipping materials. I mean, like in his defense, us. the way that the question was formed, it was, oh, was this a tactic by you in order to make more money? And then he had to demonstrate, no, we lost money because of this. I just don't think a multi-million pound in a company should be doing the woe is me. Sure. All, all they should care about is said person not... Res- a, a, not they sent the email to the, each customer, almost like, ah, we messed up. What we can do? Option one, cancel your order, forget it never happened. Or B, we honour that huge discount you've got, but you're going to have to wait. And most people are like, oh, yeah, no, you're sending me the will. Um, and they're saying they're going to lose money on this. Uh, there's huge delays. There's a lot of confusion. And this is on top of... Uh, Bad run of form from the largest sim manufacturer on the planet. Yes, that is a, a a phrase that he repeated a few times. They are the biggest premium 
sim racing equipment producer, I think is a, it's obviously Logitech, I imagine, are probably maybe bigger. I don't know. Um, well, they're not, yeah, they're not just sim focused, right? A lot of their money comes from keyboards and mouse and yeah. all that. Well, yeah. Dustmaster as well, probably rivaling them when it comes to sim True. racing. Obviously, hello to everyone in chat. Uh, Lewis, Adam, Glynn, Alan, Zach. Glynn saying, I was doing ASMR. Did I start a little bit quiet? I, I think sometimes I'm a bit low energy. And it's understandable because it's 10 o'clock. But I will try to be high energy with a rapid fire of questions. And I will be opening this hey, Mark. imminently. Um, so going over the interview, they addressed the reason why the web store, uh, why they sold more stock than they had, because the web store stock didn't sync with the actual stock. So the website was like, we've got loads of this stuff, when in reality they didn't. So you know that's why they oversold. How they could avoid this? Address their software issues. <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like, it's, it's a this. Bit... This goes back to everything with their business. High quality products, well priced. No one's going to argue that. Well made products, high quality, and a great price. But their software, like, I was a fan of Fanatec was my. So obviously, disclaimer: I've been sent a ton of sim equipment over the years, but the equipment I have used my money on was Fanatec. I, I bought my CSL load cells. I bought my DD2. And I say that because I convinced my wife I needed a direct drive. And I was like, this is the one. Like, I'm going to buy it. Bought it. Not long after. Then I get sent a Simicube. I get sent a Lirobod. And I, like, my channel started to blow up. And then I put my Fanatec in a box. And I think, uh, uh, Lewis, our producer, I'm like, here you go, mate. I don't use this. <laughs> Hopefully it works. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I was plagued with software issues. And my job being a streamer is, you know, the the best way to describe how a stream makes money is lots of hours and being reliable with your times, knowing when people are live. So many races or streams of mine were delayed because turn on my PC and Windows is like, you haven't plugged in a wheel or a base. I'm like, I have. I go to open the software. It's like, no, you don't have a wheel or a base plugged in. I'm like, uh, haven't touched anything. Unplug, put it in. It's like, no. And then you're downgrading your firmware, upgrading your firmware. Um this isn't me just bashing Fanatec because um, well, I suppose it is but you know they serve more customers than any of the other SIM companies so I can understand why their complaints seem higher but just from personal experience software has always been something that they uh, were always on the back foot and, and yeah it's just so funny that this cost them a lot of money software on their end sure yeah yeah um, they also address some of the other issues particularly delays to the UK Sorry, wrong. Uh, my laptop. You just muted me. I, I did just you mute Sam. just muted me when I was mid-sentence. <laughs> I mean, how passive-aggressive do you get? Like, if he's got a problem with me, you should... Fuck it. Oh, wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to say... I only got halfway through that word. Man, this is a nightmare right now. He's, he's really riled me up now. If he's got a problem, he in, should in, in my defence, I had to shift everything to the right and... Yeah. Hey, up. Um, sorry to everyone that you had to hear that. I don't use that language. Um, he was right to meet me in hindsight because I was—I can say stuff like that. You were getting out of control. Uh, yeah. Um, so the point I was making was that they addressed some of the issues to the deliveries to the UK, um, and apparently they changed logistic partner, logistics partner, and apparently that caused many shipments to get missed and delays and stuff like that. So that's part of the reason why there's been delays in Europe and the UK. Um, 
so that was a thing. And then, uh, I mean, this was pretty bad. So they're a partner of Gran Turismo, and this new bundle that we're going to talk about in a bit has been delayed because people can have been able to buy it, but they haven't been able to sell it. Like, Fantech literally haven't been allowed to sell this stuff because there's, like, strict regulations in terms of selling Gran Turismo products. And so they put it on the market before they were actually told that they could release it. Their excuse for this was that, hey, we'd released the Direct Drive already, which isn't a Gran Turismo product, so what's the point in us saying the Direct Drive base without the Gran Turismo stuff? Because when the Gran Turismo stuff gets released a month later, people are going to be like, well, why didn't you release the Gran Turismo stuff straight away? I would have bought the Gran Turismo stuff. Now I've just got the wheel base, and I can't buy the wheel rim now. What's that about, guys? And so that was their logic. Obviously, what they should have done was just delay the start of the. That was the question. Code. Why didn't you just? He said that wouldn't have solved the problem. But yeah, and well, yeah, he said that. Well, some people have a nice direct drive now, so it's fine. It's like, well, they could have waited for a month. You know, yeah. like sure, they've got a nice direct drive now, but they would have bought it a month later anyway. Correct. Yeah, and like you say, Gran Turismo and Fanatec are partnered, and now they're sat waiting for a fan, uh, fan uh, for a Gran Turismo approval on this wheel rim. So, yeah, it's been, yeah, they're also criticised about releasing things and then putting things on huge discounts to sort of get down the last of the stock and the techniques like that, whereas you're hurting the people that, you know, the mass majority who bought the product on release on face value on what you felt it should be uh, valued at. I just, he, what's your feeling on ecosystems now? Uh, I well, I don't like walled gardens. Obviously, it's to it's to limit the amount of choices to keep you hemmed in, so you can only buy a certain company's product. Because the positive you always hear about Fanatec, and it is a big one, because when you look at the competitors, you can buy a wheel rim for three hundred quid around a formula, well priced. But the problem is they only work on Fanatec. They say, oh, you can buy an adapter. It's like a hundred and ninety quid. Yeah, a hundred to. Like now, you should have just bought a different wheel rim. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it was a difficult. It was a long interview. Um, but he took the questions on face value. Uh, he. Yeah. So it wasn't difficult to watch. I just, again, I didn't. I didn't love his answers. They didn't feel. It always felt he was being defensive, not relating to the customer. Yeah. He didn't come across great. They should have. He should have been more just putting our hands, his hands up, and going. We should have done. We better. messed up. Yeah. Like this thing, we failed on. This thing, we failed on. We shouldn't have done that. And but yeah, he, he seemed a bit more. It wasn't our fault. This thing happened. Um, the last thing as well that they addressed was the poor customer support. Really frustrating customer support for a lot of people with uh, them asking for support from Fanatec. Um, and apparently, basically, because of the dislikes that they've been getting and the complaints they've been getting, they've had too many emails. And and, and this is just their fault. I mean, there's it, not a question of, you know, they're unlucky. It's just they haven't had the capacity to answer the many, many emails. So what they're going to is they're going to outsource their email. They're going to, like, use another company to... Um, help them to answer these emails and they're hoping that this will make it so that they can have multilingual support quicker uh, responses 24 hour support as well they're hoping for a live chat eventually as well 
So uh, they are seemingly investing in this stuff, but obviously their failures up to this point are totally their fault. They just haven't haven't had the the capacity needed in order to. to yeah, the yeah. probably my favourite thing he said is like we've tried to keep this like a not family run. What did he say? A small relatable yeah. business, yeah, yeah. but it's time for us to like grow up and handle this. Like he said, that this can no longer work like this. Um, yeah, so they need, I think they say 150 employees employed at the German office, the 120, 150, so that sort of region. I hope they're looking to expand in the areas that need addressing. Yes. Because obviously it is easy to forget that they did pioneer a lot of this before anybody else. They weren't the FET's first direct drive, but they were the first mass market direct drive, the first universal quick release. I think they were saying first load cell. I'm not first sure if that's load actually cell. true, but... I think for a sim, yeah. I think okay. for the first sim-designed load cell, not a uh, repurposed. Um, but yeah, first mass market DD, which yeah, is correct. I There was a DD, the Lira Bodner before, but it's four and a half thousand pound. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, the DD2 and the DD1. Um, yeah, they were mass, mass market. Yes. Uh <laughs> So uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, the 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 I hate the phrase, but the proof is is in the pudding. I think that's a phrase. Um, if they resolve these issues within the next year, all good. Uh, but obviously, if these things continue on, then you do have to question. Uh, do you think they can management? Do you think they can handle Aztec and Moza? Do you think? Well, yeah, actually... of course, Moza and Aztec are, are absolutely absolutely smashing players, it. So and uh, and producing good products. So. Yeah, and I mean, we were looking at like, yeah, the, I mean, like, what were the wheel? I can't remember what companies the wheel rims were that we were looking at the other day, de- a few weeks ago. But they were saying like 400 euro, 300 euro wheel rims. And we were like, these look like they're worth like 800 quid or something. I know, it's coming down. And so there's just so much competition. So they don't have a um, a monopoly on it. Um, and the competition is so much better now. The one thing they do, and they are... Monetizing well, we've mentioned it already, but Gran Turismo, the PlayStation license, the console side of it, I would say they're leaders by a long way in the console world. Because I think, like, was it the Formula One drivers and the eSport Formula One, they're all Fanatec, right? If I remember rightly. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah, the yeah. Fanatec load cell pedals, if you can believe it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if that world outgrows our world, then they've they back the right. Uh, fighter, but let's see. I still don't know. I still don't know because obviously we know Grand Turismo Fours and all they're bigger than us. But on the rig side, are they? I don't think so. Can they yeah. be? With prices coming down, I don't know. It is scary. With single, these forty-nine inch monitors, it's people don't realize it's changed the game because uh, console users are, lo- are looking to invest in these ultra wides. Uh, thank you for everyone who's engaging in the chat. Uh, much appreciate. Quite a few people watching along today. Is Turtle Beach coming up in the conversation as well? We we mentioned that two weeks ago, I think, and we were just like, ah, this is weird," and that was pretty much the well end priced though, because it was the pedals as well, wasn't it? And the dash you get in the the dash, the wheelbase, the wheel rim, and the pedals. Well, that was was yeah seven nine nine. I say all of that. Yeah, it's I believe well, I believe well, it was yeah. I, know I, th- I thought it was just the base. I I don't remember the pedals from Turtle Beach. Uh, I thought they were just doing a, a a direct drive. Perhaps it was the perhaps I mean it was the rim. Uh, I'll just quickly check. Perhaps yeah, perhaps you're right. Oh no, yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, I'm right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. A dash, 
Oh, man. A wheel rim, the 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 DD, what a button box, and a pedals. What pedals are they? Uh, I yes. I mean, they don't look... That's, it's three-button. It's a three-button pedal system. <laughs> yes. um, I don't know. They didn't even lift their newton meters last time. So, yeah, because they still don't list their newton meters. I think it's been found out now. It's like 7.2. Okay. Which is... Oh, load cell. Oh, all right. Oh, it is load cell. Wow. At least on the breakers. So, yeah. And a dash. One, go to Turtle Beach and, and get yourself some load cell pedals. That's a really good price. I know we covered it a week ago, but I don't think we uh, took it all in. Because hey. if you're talking about a three, four hundred pound uh, wheel rim being a good deal, which we said, um, and this wheel rim has buttons, I might order it. Yeah, pretty good stuff. Uh, welcome to Nick Horn for tuning in, and of course Aaron and Monty and Co as well. Let us know what you think of these topics. Um, in terms of then following on from that Fanatech discussion, they have. So hang on. So have they actually released? So they have released their DD, their Gran Turismo Direct Drive Extreme. Extreme. And that's the end of that sentence. It's just called the Extreme thing. They have a plus in the sure, Fanatech yeah, DD plus Extreme Plus Ultra. Um, I, I'm not sure actually. So th- 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 this is now available to buy. This is what I was saying before. They haven't actually got a license to sell it. That's the issue. They know that the, the license is going to be signed, but they were complaining about like Japanese business being taking a while to go through, which uh, I don't know. I, I don't think necessarily... Um, uh, I'll, I'll only have to show them a picture because it does have an integrated dash. It does look quite cool. Mm. I think we can all agree, Fantech. I mean, look at the size of the little DD. A uh, little dash on top. I believe it's an OLED. So that's going to look really... If it's just white on black with an OLED, I think that's so much class in all the stupid colours we all have nowadays. Um, obviously, it does look very console There's no two ways about it. Nick Horn's saying in chat that uh, the licence is sorted now. Deliveries have started arriving. Ah, that, that, that is good news then, in that case. Uh, the, uh, the interview they were having with the CEO did... Um, he was saying how it would be a matter of days till it was uh, confirmed. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see how what the quality is. I mean, it is quite expensive, but it is a wheel rim and a wheelbase combined. The only way to get the wheel rim is with the wheelbase. You can't buy the nope. wheel rim separate at the moment. You can buy the base separate, but uh, or you can buy it combined. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't want anything with a Gran Turismo logo on it though. You would if you were younger and from the console era, though, for sure. Yeah. Even I mean, if you I were transitioning into, I was to big PC. into Gran Turismo 5. I'm trying to think, did my Logitech G29 have a Gran Turismo logo on it? But I don't think it did. But yeah, I wouldn't have minded to either. It's just a logo. You don't look down at the wheel, do you? So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it looks all right. We'll see what the... Uh, See what Super GT thinks, are. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is there? <laughs> yeah. um, well, well, Overtake.gg did a review, and it seemed fairly positive compared to the previous edition, particularly of the Direct Drive. Much stronger feeling um, of the uh, rim, approaches of the, of the wheel. Uh, eight, no, hang on, what was it? I think it's I think it's fourteen fifteen newton meters. Fifteen newton meters, yeah. Fifteen newton meters. The old one was eight newton meters, so it feels way better. Uh nicer paddles apparently, much less plasticky feeling. Um so yeah, 
and 1300 euro slash dollars so uh yeah maybe you want to buy that one up and yeah it was a 2.7 inch oled display uh but it's more just like for information super basic but it looks nice mm. so uh yes keep that on your radar if you're looking to get a direct drive might be worth something considering uh shall we move on to... yeah i think we've covered everything it, i find fantech a difficult company to talk about because they have everything they need they should just focus on software the customer experience customer relations um like the whole we, i don't think we ever we never spoke about it on here but the quick releases there were there were a batch of thousands and thousands and tens of thousands went out that were plastic and like when it broke they were like oh we could send you the metal one like to combat the problem yeah guess what you else could have done yeah could have sent that in the first place yeah you just don't make any like yeah they just they just need to tidy their image up. They have everything. It's not like we're waiting on a product. Like if 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 you want a powerful DD for the PC, if you want pedals, they have everything. Um, and their ecosystem, if you do end up going in it, you're in it and it makes them a lot of money. They just need to focus on their, their customer. Right, I've said my piece, Fanatec done. Some updates when it came comes to iRacing weather. Weather what? Whether it rains. Like, why... I, you saw how angry I got earlier on. <laughs> I'll mute you. <laughs> I, I mean, I should have muted you weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Um, hopefully I linked you the right video. Yes. This is using our favourite social media, Facebook. Oh, yeah. So this is showing the uh, forecasting system where you can choose not just when it rains, but the intensity and... Yeah. I'll let the video do the talking. Uh, called Tempest. Well, remembered Adam on that one. I promise that'll be a word we never use once it's out. <laughs> really <laughs> pushing the Shakespearean words. Here we go. And then you can start dragging it all around. Uh, sorry, podcast listeners in ruins. Um, yeah, there's different lines and you can adjust the lines and the lines represent clouds and the chance of precipitation and uh, there's lots of customizability. On play, play the video again because someone mentioned about it being an LMDA. So they're right. Huh. Yeah, but who's to say that it, that's actually got wet tyres on it though? No. It might just be on slicks. They said the only, there was only three cars, right? The Ferrari, the Formula Ford, and the Toyota GR6. And yeah, he's right. I, I don't think that means anything. You think that's just a mistake, yeah? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're on light theme, so they've clearly just got the basic settings. No light sane person yeah. actually used that. <laughs> I thought it did look a bit different. I couldn't actually work out why it felt so different to mine, the light mode. Right. Eric Rosseff has our... So, we were debating whether to talk about this, so now let's open Ooh, said box. Oh, okay, here we go. So in the top right of uh, yeah, okay. that video, yeah, yeah. Sh- there are five licenses. Yeah. Um, good idea, bad idea, and how on earth would they implement the idea? Let's start that chat quickly. I know we're off script, but um, we're, we're on script. So bad idea, how, because if you're quick in one road car, you're quick in all of them, so Correct. you should just have an overall iRacing. Correct. However... The way that they're splitting it is the best way they can split it. I-rating in single-seaters, as far as I'm aware, doesn't matter because there's not special events in single-seaters. And so all Correct. it is is just a matchmaking prog- pr- process. As long as drivers take part in races, 
the the matchmaking will work. Everyone will go back to splits within weeks of uh, of of doing so. Um, the important thing is that you don't mess up people when it comes to special events because people work hard to get good strength of the, uh, good good eye ratings in order to get into the top uh, splits when it comes to special events. Uh, the only thing that might cost it is like qualifiers for open wheel championships. That's when eye rating matters because you you, you need to get to top splits to get to get the most points. But that's six months away. People can get other. So it's a bad idea, but I don't think there's going to be much fallout from it. So one comment before it disappears too far. Someone said they think it will auto-calculate based on your past. Now, I not only think splitting it's a bad idea, I think that would be the worst way of doing it. I don't think that's possible either by or maths. It would be stupid. You've got some, like, let's use Luke McEwen as an example. A 10K road driver competing in the tippity-top of all special events also is the British F4 two-time champion in Formula 4. Are you telling me he's going to wake up one morning, go into his iRacing, and he's 7K road, 3K open wheel? Yeah, but he, he just needs to do more races. <laughs> what the? Like, no. It'll take him a week to get to 6K. That's terrible. Because also, it doesn't, like, we should have known that. You know? No, I disagree. I also, I don't agree with this at all. It, it, open wheels will become week 13. Week one, two, three, four, all to twelve. It's, it's it'll be Smurf Fest. It's just nobody cares. It's week thirteen. I don't care if I lose iRacing, so I'll just jump yeah, that's in. Fine. Yeah, but that's how F four and but what I made what made iRacing great was caring about that number. Whenever there's an opportunity sure, to not care sure. about the number, yeah. people get excited. People yeah, are jumping yeah, yeah. it. Um, but then is it a case that people will care more about the number now that it's more malleable? The fact that I don't know. Would we start from thirteen fifty or? Old does your I-rating get duplicated? Because it is an auto. A hunt, there will be a right. It cannot be... It cannot be... I, I turn on my account and I've lost a thousand road rate. I'm done, mate. No, I'm gone. Road has got to stay the same. Road should stay the same. But when it comes to single-seater, yeah, it should just be an approximation. It's not going to be 100% accurate. You think it should be an approximation of your past events, how you fared? Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't come out of your road? It doesn't come out... No, road okay. should stay the same. Okay. Because people have earned that in order to get into <laughs> special events. And if you're taking away 2K from people because they've earned their iRacing on single seats as well than GTs, which means that they can't race in top split of Bathurst 12, that's a dumb idea. So absolutely should be, road should stay the same. Um, but at the same time, all this will reset in a year. So who would hate this the most? All the open wheel drivers? Because you're like, wait, all these guys can just yeah. come over here and blow their iRacing like it's champagne they got for free? Are you kidding? Like we work hard here. We... You no, know, that's a good point. So, yeah, someone, is, and this is the problem with Smurfs, isn't it? Is that yep. someone with a Smurf who's maybe 9K, but they've got a 6K Smurf, comes into a race, they take a bunch of I-rating away from you guys. Who, you, If you beat one of those guys, you should be getting a bunch of I-rating. Correct. Instead, you beat them and you get pennies. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the problem for single-seaters because, yeah, you're going to have drivers come in with who haven't done much single-seaters who are 8K on... And yeah, so that's a very good point. You've, I, you've convinced me this is a rubbish idea. This is I a really saw bad idea now. an idea. I forget who mentioned it to me and it stuck with me. So when I got iRacing, the thing I loved about it is that it's tied to your credit card, your name, you, one identity. If you're banned, you're banned. Yeah. Now we have everyone's got a Smurf. Everyone and their dog's got a bloody Smurf now. Um, what about a marker in the system 
on your relative, on the standings, on the iRacing and everything. Well, not a picture of a Smurf, but that would be actually quite cool yeah. for iRacing. I mean, if they get the licensing, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's worth it. I would like an indication of a Smurf. Yeah, but then iRacing are openly admitting that they've got Smurfs when it's something that's explicitly banned. I think <laughs> he just lets it happen. I mean, they should allow it. It's more money for them. I mean, what a dumb idea it would be to get rid of Smurfs when, you know, they make thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands every year from Smurfs. So, yeah, they should... Uh, they should. Um... It's tough. It's tough. I get, I get Smurfing for the, for the few. But not yeah. all of the big I-rating drivers get a pass because I'm never going to name names. But a lot of them do it for the right reasons. They earn big money. Yeah. They're part of a team. They're competing at the top level. They need Some to of them a top split of special events. have I-rating really high. They smurf and they don't do anything with their main. Don't do anything. They do not compete. They don't. I mean, they may drive for a team, whatever. It doesn't matter because they don't do anything with them, with it. Um... Smurfs are not banned. Apparently, you can you just can't use multiple accounts at once. So yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, no, I never said they were banned. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> no. I'm, the, I'm the the one who's on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Like like Livingston says, you know, they you, they earn money. So yeah, why why should it be banned? Um. So yeah, I totally agree. They should allow it. But um. Yeah. yeah this it's, are, it's this, annoying. I think the only in Implication, impl- implementation of a open wheel something that works is a license, not a rating. A, okay. a, an A, B, C, and D, and a safety rating. Maybe it doesn't affect the safety rating of your road. Period. That's it. Not a skill level. Because I'm agree with you. A good LMP3 driver can handle themselves pretty well on an F4. Like, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a glass. I don't understand. Yeah, the fact that they're grouping like a Clio, like an LMP3 or an LMP2 in particular is more like yeah. a F3 than a Clio is to a... Yeah. So, yeah. But then one would argue, shall we split it for every car category? So you have touring car, you have... Oh, my God. Type, I'm done if they do. But if you do that, then just everyone's rating is going to be so inaccurate for each car category. If you're having to maintain your I, in your I rating for six different classes, then it's just going to be wrong for all of them. And then that makes the matchmaking not work. And that means that it's impossible to gain our rating because you're going against 1.5k to 8k in a different league, in a different class. So. To fix Smurfs, this is from chat. To fix Smurfs, make their normal account count towards the soft instead of this Smurf. No. Teammate no. manipulation. Well, uh, and that's the reason why they're not using it, right? Yeah, I mean, you could... And it's a zero-sum thing. Yeah, exactly. Plus, you could been, like, you bring your teammate in, your... You bring your Smurf, 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 and you let your teammate win, and you run second, third, and fourth. Yeah. He's in a now a six point one k soft, yeah. uh, and you're letting him win. No, so yeah. Um, remember, and I rating is never created or created destroyed. I rate I rating only comes energy. yes. I rating only comes into being when a new account's created. Yeah, you don't <laughs> earn you you don't earn and lose I rating. You take and give. Yeah. Okay, and that's the other problem with Smurfs is I rate an inflation. Yeah. Because Sven's 10K and 11K, that's 21,000 I rating he brought in, he's accumulated, right? Or he's taken. 
Uh, Correct. Like you were saying, he hasn't yeah. accumulated. He's taken. Well, he created off. some. He created thirteen fifty on the system. But then he took away. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, basically keep it as it is uh, it, it works fine uh, iRacing really do need to be careful about iRacing as well because it is a really important thing personally I don't care about iRacing and I think uh, people generally care too much about iRacing it doesn't really matter the vast majority uh, th- in my mind the only reason why it matters is to get into the top split of special events and to get top split as well of qualify events for like big tournaments apart from that it doesn't matter too much if you're low iRacing enjoy the wins if you're high iRacing um, lower your I rating so you can get some wins. It's boring spending all your time outside the top ten. I found that when my I rating <laughs> was inflated. But it is the thing that makes it great. The care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so important. Correct. Because so you important. worry about it. So important. It's yeah. When I jump into another sim, like I'm doing ACC, and yeah, I'm running an LFM rated event, but everything's different mm. because. If I spin out and lose 10 seconds or out the way, I'm like, ah, see what else is on. Yeah. Yep. I don't care. Yeah. What am I going to lose? I don't, I'm not going to check. I'm going to go race GT4s now. Let's say, oh, yeah, what is this? Don't, don't, let's track halfway through. It's a bit boring. The race is really long. What else is on? Yeah. If I was like that, if I racing and other people are like that racing and more people are like that racing, then the, the party ends. So that was us talking about the topic that we weren't going to talk about for the Rain. last uh, half an hour. Um, let's move on to Le Mans Ultimate. It's being released in 11 days. Um, Two new videos. there's been some more videos done, so let's have a look at the first video, shall we? Which one's this? The UI? UI. So we're actually going to see the system and an onboard. So I like, I quite like the UI. It's a bit minimalist. It's very console-y, so but it's fine. It's easy to make it minimalist when there's only about some tracks, but yep, and three classes, and not many. Yeah, it does feel very console-y, not PCE, but it's fine. Right, so you're going to notice some suspension bouncing. <laughs> so I think the way that they're going to justify this is saying, well, in real life, it's actually like this. But I think the problem is, in real life, the eye, like, corrects the bounces, whereas in the sim, you don't. And it, so it should look like it, what it looks in, in, in real life. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... If there's a setting, I'm turning it about 90% I mean, down I mean, from yeah, this. I'm it off. There's no... I mean, that's... It's just so complete. Obviously, so we are playing this from a video from Twitter, so do apologise on... Um, well, I don't know about the physics. Um, what we're seeing is the wheel has no force feedback. Look. He's driving this with... I mean, I think my G29 used to have more resistance than this, so it's very hard to tell. Because he's full locking, not because of slip angle like R-Factor 2. One, this guy's not very talented at all behind the wheel. But two, he's not running any force feedback. Look, that's not slip angle. That is just no force feedback. The overlays look nice. We've got the tyre data. Yeah, it's all quite um, space efficient, isn't it? Because there's a lot of information on that screen. But Yeah, that's not bad out of the box. He overdrives. No. He is massively underdriving but overcompensating. He's turning in too late. He's turning in too hard. His, his wheel rotation is way too high. A lot of head movement as well when it comes to the braking, like in terms of like being compressed into the car. Not sure if I'm a fan of that. The game might turn it off. Uh, yeah, the Caddy doesn't sound great. The Ferrari sounds really good. The Caddy, I'm not quite so sure on. 
Um, there was a question from Matt that I caught, but that's, I assume, true for GTP as well, Matt. But we don't need a license for that. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's true with GTP. If you were to jump into GTP, I assume, if you, have, if you haven't... What was the question they asked? He's basically justifying that he's 4.3k, but he's slow in open wheel, and that's why he'd like another license to be able to compete. Yeah, there's no excuse for not I, learning a I car. I think you could. I think you could get it, Matt. Like, in a week. Honestly, like I, I genuinely think that you know, if you're fast in one, you're fast in yeah. all of them. You need to practice. You need to learn. But that's like a track. You're a four point three k driver. If you turn up a Magello and never doing a lap ever, you're not four point three k anymore. You're three point five after three races. So yeah, you need to practice things. But your skill level is your skill level. Your understanding of slip angle and grip levels. And would uh, you mix oval and road together? No, because one's racing and one's. You can't say that. You lived in that country for years. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> what road is, is... <laughs> just slower. <laughs> yeah, I was playing. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not in... It's not like open wheel. Well, I do open wheel. I do, see, this is where I'm 5.7k. I jump in an F4. I don't mind. I jump in. F, uh, my first ever win was an F3. They need practice, but that's the same excuse about learning a track. Um, but like Sam said, your skill level is your skill level. And I'd, GTP is further from GT3 than an F4 is. I don't know if you've ever drove an F4, Matt, but it's, Matt's, it's super easy. It's like, it's like a GT fast. A, it's comparable to GT3. At Road America, I put it on pole in top split my first race. <laughs> hadn't, I uh, hadn't really uh, practiced. But no, I do like Oval. I'm doing the Daytona 500 next week. Um, it's just not, it's not a passion of mine at all. So my row, my Oval rating has only been accumulated from grinding back in the day to get my IndyCar. I went to Indy 500. So I did loads of street stocks, but I just burnt through them because I've got no interest in Oval. I think my hot take of the day is that uh, road and Oval iRacing should be combined. And that's something that I genuinely believe. If you're quick sure. on one, you're quick on the other. But that doesn't bother me. I'm never doing it. Uh, let's have a look at some more footage um, from Le Mans Ultimate. This is actually, again, they, they, their cinematic videos have been very strong. Uh, also, I, they've got the different um, pit lane. So they use the one on the Almond Strait rather than between Sunset and Tunnel. And that's what it's going to be in the game. You're not going to have the two pit lanes, you're just going to have the one pit lane. So you're going to have to get used to that. Yeah, skill is skill, and practice is practice. If you don't practice something, of course you're unskilled in it. But again, like I said, that's the same true of a track than it is a car. And yeah, Super Formula and Formula 1, you're taking things to the way other dimension. No, I agree, Max, but I'm saying that doesn't solve GTP. Because like I say, if you're a GT3 driver, a GTP is harder to drive than an F4. Like your skill level would on F4 would be faster than your GTP. So, riding on board with uh, one of the GT cars here. This is the night weather of Le Mans Ultimate. Night weather? What's that? Night time of day. And it, it, it's, uh, it's pretty nice. Here's the guy who was driving. Yeah, this is the same footage but from further back. He's just got no force feedback in that wheel.
looks too bright for night. Adam, honestly, I've been to Sebring at night and it, there is a lot of lights. I think iRacing does the worst implementation of night out of all the sims by a thousand miles. ACC at night is mind-blowing. Automa Blister, um, all of them, much, diff much, much different. Ambient occlusion is the word that iRacing doesn't do well, whereas your left and right monitors are off. Your left and right monitors in iRacing are just pitch black obstacles. Um, if you've ever driven ACC at night, it's just... Yes, it's as dark, but I don't know. It's hard to describe. The, the, your, the, the cockpit feels huge. Like sure. it, It's a, an immersive experience. But yeah, iRace... I mean, that's why we all run HDR, right? Because HDR in iRacing makes night bearable. HDR off, I, I wouldn't even do it. You get that ink... I'm sure hopefully everyone knows what I mean. You get that ink blotch that follows you in the yeah, distance yeah, yeah. no matter when you turn the ink blotch is always moving away from you very distracting uh aaron was asking in chat wonder what the damage model is going to be like and contact physics uh i believe aaron uh they're using the same contact model at the moment as uh r factor 2 i don't think there's any change on that one i've also always liked the contact model in r factor 2 yeah i remember there was a bunch of us watching uh yuri castrop go back to our remember he was an r factor 2 pro came over to i racing and then he was in this championship and obviously we've been driving iRacing for a year or so and um we're used to watching iRacing with the you know the one foot of cautionary net code we watched uh him driving gtes at nurberg gp it was a group of us watching and listening and it was cool rensport-esque you know where they lean on each other and you get the three wides when you're like oh they're dead in the corner because sure. contact model things no they all lean on each other through the corner you're like oh my god this is cool yeah uh, I uh, Rensport the same. Uh, yeah, the glue. Don't even start about the glue. Um, Rensport races ESL were amazing to watch. Again, the broadcast quality was wasn't uh, fantastic at times. But what the drivers? That's the thing I always try about remind about Rensport. When I'm down there with the drivers, watching it from their perspective, it looks so good. It's just the broadcasts of Rensport. Just yeah, it's like. I don't know. It's like the frame timing isn't smooth. They feel shaky and like the motion blur behind them feels janky. But when you're actually not watching cockpit cam in replay, but actually watching it with them driving, it's, it is a very pretty sim. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, a few other updates as well. Given the Porsche, Ferrari, Aston Martin and Chevrolet, uh, I think these are all the... GT LMHs. Oh, where are you looking, sorry? Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, are all the exact same uh, as the R Factor 2 models, which is a bit disappointing. Wait, I thought every car was rebuilt. No, just some of them. Those ones haven't been rebuilt. I'm going to have to go back through my notes. I'm sure they promised. Oh, I, I'm sure they promised, yeah. <laughs> like, this is an article that came out like a couple of days he ago. Let on the, he let on the employee's hand. Did you rebuild them all? No. How many? Oh, like Two. The, so I, I had this piece of paper folded and I missed out half the list of the... Oh, man. So I, I think they will be rebuilt eventually, maybe. But uh, no. Um, Copy, paste, <laughs> rename, send to boss, get caught. Um, <laughs> triple screens is definitely supported. That has been confirmed. That oh, I didn't read that. That's great. Yeah. Clearly, I, I read an article that you didn't. Uh, yes, that's video. a good thing. Uh, oh, sorry, I should have been... I think this was from um, overtech.gg. But uh, VR yeah. will not be there on the early access. No. So the early access is including all the cars, is including all the tracks. They're saying 
that the NASCAR isn't an omission. Like they they haven't promised that that's coming yet because that was weird, right? Anyway, for the year they picked, um, but VR. We don't know what else is missing, but we know single weekend that the weekend race is going to be there where you can do practice calling in the race against the AI. The online mode's going to be there. I forget what they call it. The basically the hourly races with the rating, the safety rating, the LMHs, the GTEs, and the one LMP2, which is the Eureka. Yeah. Triple screen, but no VR. Uh, so yeah, lots. I mean, to be fair, and the, and the the stuff that they've been releasing, do you think they should have called it early access, or do you think they should have called it the full release? I think, I think a lot of things about this company. Um, I think they. I think we said this before the podcast, but I wish they had stepped back and let just Studio Three Nine Seven have their name around this, and the only words Motorsport UK say are "We are back in Studio Three Nine Seven." Stop talking about the game because when they talk about the game or the word Motorsport Games is near the game, it just gives me an upset stomach. That that there, there was that quote last week, and it was it was basically, and I got really annoyed at it. And it was basically, uh, oh, what do you think of historical cars? Do you think historical cars could be added? And I think the way that it was phrased, it was, and a motorsports games representative said, well, yeah, we're going to add. Let's just say there's a lot of potential when it comes to historic cars and i was like guys you can't even get the 2024 cars in the release in the initial release stop boasting i think the fact that it said motorsport games person yeah. said that i think that switched something in my brain so i was like sam's gonna hate this sentence now and i'm not going to give it a chance probably so you're absolutely right so for this to work they need a few things they need the servers to work they need the, the splits to be busy they need a successful run of weeks and hopefully it's a little bit like iRacing maybe every week they change the track and we run the WEC season and then at the end of the WEC season we do come on the virtual Le Mans 24 hours yes they can broadcast top split for Stapp and all that we don't care we want to take part split 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8, 9, 20 yeah it'd be fun if there was like every like 8 weeks or something there was like a, 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 a special event like a, a, a championship race or something because like. they've got all the tracks they've got the WEC licenses for the Sebring races the Fuji they've got them all mm. I, I think the biggest thing that I, I would encourage them to do is build up the motivation for people to earn places in big events I would say like Le Mans Virtual of course is the best example but they should make it so that it's accessible for everyone so that they've got something to work towards because that's the thing iRacing has iRacing, where you're working towards iRacing. You want to accumulate iRacing. What is Le Mans Ultimate going to have? They do have a driver rating. Is it going to have a rating system? They do. In the, if you look at that video in the top right, there's it, a driver rating. But are, is that going to be the pull gotcha. to keep people on it? Or gotcha. are they going to need something else where it's like, if you do well in the, these events, you get into this event, and it's we're going to make a big deal of it, we're going to make a big event of it, and you're going to and it's gonna have some prestige because if, if, if it works, if it works, I'm doing 25 Le Mans, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it just works and there's nothing I hate and I can get rid of that camera bouncing, I'm not doing that for 24 hours. I've got to get rid of that. Um, and that you're allowed to turn on the force feedback because that toaster that was driving, he, you could tell it, could, it did look a little bit like slip angle, but when you watch it, for, especially from the far camera, that the webcam... 
there was just no force feedback. Sure, the, yeah. the guy was just turning really late. He wasn't like maximizing the corner and leaning on the slip. No, no, no. He was just a toaster. Uh, they won't have splits for Le Mans. Too much money in invite-only team event. That, that, that is true, Nick, and, and I, I agree with Nick said in chat. Uh, they won't have uh, splits for Le Mans virtual. Too much money in an invite-only team event. And of course, they are so true. And you do want to get the top real-life drivers in without them having to grind away and get irating and stuff. You just want to let them in. But at the same time, there should be still events available for people to, to enter. And maybe make half the grid you know, people earning their spot in and half the grid, people spending fine. Yeah, no, I do. Obviously, for Le Mans Virtual, was it like two grand to get a... I don't... When I meant splits for Le Mans Virtual, I didn't mean if I grind rating by now, I get to race in top split. I didn't mean that. Oh, I. that's what I meant. No, I meant there will be the virtual Le Mans. Sure. Oh, okay. But I mean, there will be a special event called... Yeah, Le Mans 24, that you're allowed to take part in this split. And of course, that for all the rounds. Correct, yeah. Episodes. I didn't mean that I can worm my way in. Yeah, like Jimmy Broadbent was in a team. I remember, I'm not saying that that should be on the table. But but then, well, I mean, now I'm thinking about it. Hang on. So I was thinking, oh, you've got to earn your way into these big events. Obviously, that is what iRating does already, because you earn iRating to get into special events. Don't Correct. You? And so, yeah, that's what they should have with Le Mans Virtual. They need to have lots of special events. Even if it's just the week before the real-life WEC um, round, you should have to earn rating in the other events. So you get into splits when it comes to those events. And then you, you care about the rating, you care about the events that you're in, and it all works well. They, what I'm saying is that they need something for people to care about in order to, to retain. Um, quick question from Vaporize. Maybe I missed the Aries and stuff. What do you guys think about the open world class? Will everyone be in rookie? So, yeah, you did miss it. We did cover it for like yeah. tw- a good 20 minutes. So we're we not going to go again. About 15 minutes. Yeah, but um, we, don't, we don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> and we'll have to see. But most <laughs> of the like ideas it. are bad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the takeaway. Nobody knows. We don't know. And all the speculation seems to go bad, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah. But we did cover that for like a good 25 minutes. Um, Race Sport Games uh, news. So, which we've already sort of covered with Le Mans Ultimate. But this that's is... the name of the podcast, isn't it? The Late Apex Motorsport Games yeah. bash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they had their NASDAQ listing extension approved. I.e., sorry, I've spun that like it's a good thing. They haven't been kicked off the exchange, is how I meant to word it. Yeah. They got taken off it in November because they're. Well, no, they were threatened. To be taken off it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because their stockholder equity was naught point, what was half a million dollars, um, and that's not allowed. That's too low, and so they need to increase their money. By May, their stockholder equity needs to go up to two point five million. So they need to increase it by fivefold from November to May. You may be thinking, well, that's not going to happen. Well, maybe it will happen because. They can sell stuff. Uh, one, they can sell copies of Le Mans Ultimates. Uh, they're going to make a lot of money from <laughs> Le Mans Ultimate, hopefully, and so they can get some money from that. The other thing they can make <laughs> money from is IndyCar license. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> a very good comment from Lewis Gilbert saying, Motorsport Games needs to open a Smurf account company <laughs> to compete on NASDAQ. Yeah, sure. Okay, go for it. Maybe, you know, the CEO's wife maybe can open up a new, new company. Uh, but, yeah, they can basically, uh, most board games can generate money through uh, the Monoltsmer and selling the IndyCar license. But they already sold the NASCAR license, and it was for, like, six mil, wasn't it? So isn't that enough money? 
Um, but maybe the cost was eight. Yeah, but they'd already paid the cost, right? Yeah, but I don't know how debt and all that works, you know. I mean, I don't know how any of this works, but apparently they need 2.5 million by May. So, so in the world of big business, big debt, and then you have a branch or a you know, group ownership of a small company that's doing okay. It just means this company doesn't pay tax because you just write it off on the debt that your company owes. It's a big business is a joke. The Warren Buffett, I'm not going to have something to do. Warren Buffett said something like, my company pays less in tax than my secretary. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's big business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google Island. You've only got a Google, Google Island. Can you Google, Google Island? Yeah. That's where the patent for the search technology resides. So all the money sure. they get in, they're like, oh, we've got to pay Ireland now and that tax rate of really low, really yeah. low percent. What a shame. They pay that and then, oh, wait, we don't, oh, our tax bill's done. Oh, that was easy. I don't even like to talk about stuff like this because it makes me depressed. Yes, <laughs> it's a uh, fickle there, there world. Are, there are moves to uh, make a minimum tax rate in Europe because, yeah, Netherlands and Ireland have extremely low corporation tax and so lots of companies are set up there. Yep. Of course, the UK doesn't help because we have control of uh, Bermuda and other cash ha- and uh, other tax havens. Um, okay, Adam B was mentioning global, but this is enough about politics. Let's go away from politics. Um <laughs> So, yeah, that's the Motorsport Games situation. Uh, try and get back. Well, they are still on the NASDAQ. And we'll see if their stock price increases at all. I doubt it will. You feel like it's just a matter of time till the company uh, dies. Wait, give us two years of Le Mans. Well, no, no, but, you know, the game will still be bought by someone else, right? Like, who? I don't know. Rensport. Us? Do you? I mean, I've got, I would love to own it. How much money have I? I think I've got like 20 quid on me. I don't know if you guys want to <laughs> chat, want to let us know how much money you, you can put together. Send it to me and I'll give it to, I'll, I'll buy Studio 397 and we Who, can run it. Who's got a ridiculous amount of money and into sim? Asatec, there you go. Uh, could, could Max buy it? Could Red Bull buy it? It's a good one. It's a good one. That's my call. Forget um, Alphatai being renamed Redline, it's going to be renamed Le Mans Virtual. For the 2025 season. Um, yeah, thanks guys for putting up your offers. Uh, so far in chat, we've £4. raised about £5. We're almost there. Quid. Yeah. If yeah, we keep going like this for half an hour, we'll actually have a bigger listing than most of our games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can buy a few stocks for, for four quid. <laughs> you can. Games, so. A third of the business. Yeah. <laughs> Get a seat on the table. Um... I think that's pretty much it for Motorsport Games. Yeah. Uh, a silly story coming up next. Uh, this is just a bit of a fun story. I don't think anyone's taking it particularly seriously. Uh, but this is from B Sim Racing. Uh, there is a BWT Alpine F1 simulator up for grabs. Now, when I heard this listed, I was like, seriously? Like, they're saying like a massive simulator thing. No, it's just that. Literally one screen. Um, I don't know. That's not. That's pretty cool, mate. Yeah, but I mean, you you you, you go down. So this is sold on f one authentics dot com, um, which people should be very cautious about, obviously, because I've heard a lot of bad stories. <laughs> is it a hundred and nineteen thousand euros? Yeah. How much did you think it was going to be? I don't know. This is the thing. <laughs> um, Isn't that a mid tier team? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's made out of carbon fiber 
Why? I don't need it. It's meant to look like an F1 car. I don't actually need to compete in it. Yeah. If like, it's, it's very light to get into your living room. Maybe. But make it have extruded aluminium and paint it. I don't need... Anyway, some rich person's going to buy that. Uh, so these are, fi- these are the officially li- listed uh, specifications. The ultimate authenticity and performance. Hardware. Nothing short of state-of-the-art. Components used, meticulously selected to be the best in the market. Software, programmed by experts to just work. Professional-grade sim, uh, professional-grade steering wheel and pedals included. Sound, state-of-the-art. This is all fanatech crap, I'm going to write. Benefits, it's not a purchase, but an investment in unparalleled luxury. It's a statement, a jewel in the crown. The BWT Alpine F1 Team Simulators on sale for a modest... And, of course, this is a joke from the sim racing. I mean, they're making yep. fun of it themselves. Yep. Um, 120 grand plus taxes and shipping costs. So, like, do you pay VAT? I get You must pay. If, you, if you're not paying VAT on this, then, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is the type of stuff that you should be paying VAT on. So it's probably actually uh, an extra 20% in the UK on that, plus for shipping costs. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Do we know what the meticulously best of blah blah was? Well, no, that's the thing. (laughs) That's what I was just for 120 grand. We don't get to find out, and you can't even see. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, scroll down. There's more pictures. Oh, oh, no, yeah, so okay, here we go. Okay, the mono looks a little high, right? If your head, yeah, wait, that does look pretty cool. What's okay, that doesn't look very F1y. That looks sick. Okay. That looks sick. I'm, well, I mean, is that the actual best place for the speakers to be in? Well, pointing away from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, that was pointing down at you. So you're going to hear everything behind you. You're not hearing anything in front of you. Everything's coming from either the sides or behind. Uh, that is a nice uh, wheel rim, to be fair. I mean, it might be fake, but... Uh... Looks nice. Yeah, go on, then I'll get one. I mean, we've got to investigate this, right? You know, like. Oh wait, you can actually. They need to tell us what we'll buy it, the DD and everything because no, they're not. They have to. You can't. Spend... Why replicate when you can have the real thing? <clears throat> I mean, this is this isn't a real car. Like, come on, guys, you can't say, "Oh, we're not replicating. We're making the real thing." No, this is still a sim racing rig. Uh, there you go. Oh, I can buy two. Oh my god, I can buy so many of these. <laughs> Oh, they're confident, confident with stock. Easy, Tiger. You can't. Uh, 2.5 million. Okay, I'm going <laughs> You can use PayPal for two and a half million quid. <laughs> I hope you've got one tap pay on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my wow. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, let's, let's see. Two, 23 of them. I can't believe it's not an out-of-stock button. Literally a <laughs> checkout button. <laughs> so go back. Did it, did it list the equipment? Any, it must. You can't. They can't ship you. No, they not. don't. They don't list the equipment. That's, that was the specs. I think, did they before. make the equipment? Is oh, that what no, they're claiming? I can't get off it now. It, they're forcing me to buy it. I don't... Hit escape. Oh, here oh. we go. Now I've got it off now. Here hit we the, go. Hit the buy now button. 
dive into dive not drive dive into the pinnacle of racing precision with bwt alpine f1 team simulator a masterpiece where the boundary between simulation and reality plus crafted in an esteemed corridors where actual f1 cars come to life this simulator is a marvel of engineering designed using the official f1 team cad drawings it's not just built it's sculpted refined by the hands of official f1 team esports racers to ensure an unparalleled racing experience wait mark in chat saying uh you can pay in 30 days with clana is that true <laughs> there's a 30-day plan <laughs> 500 grand a day oh my god there you go this is these are the specs that the b sim racing thing was uh, was referencing the hardware and software question mark nothing short of state of the art every component is meticulously selected to be the best in the market ensuring that from the moment you set into the driver's seat you're in for an experience that's as close to a real f1 racing as it gets yeah, impressive stuff this machine is programmed by experts to just work Step in and you're ready to race. Mid-pack experts. I yeah. love that phrase, just work. Just work, yes. That's it's Windows like, though, isn't it? <laughs> will, yeah. That's just like the typical thing of, oh, I've got 120 grand, but I, I don't want to have to set up my headset. Like, can I have something that just works? Yes, you can with this simulator. Wonderful stuff. So speakers in a wheel room, no pedals, no DD. Unbelievable. They're actually not going to tell you what you get. Actually, funny story about pedals, what you get. Uh, TK put me in his race car at, uh, insert name of short oval track. He just finished. He was coming to the pits. He got out of the car and put me in the car. I had to go through the window. And when I sat in, I put my foot on the pedals. Something super familiar. I looked down. I own the pedals. Oh, yeah? The hydraulic pedals I got sent long ago that I still haven't hooked up and used. I'm too lazy. Uh, they're in the car. The, I'm not talking about similar. Those pedals. Unbelievable. I won't talk about getting out of the car. That's really tricky. <laughs> um, a few a few uh, small iris and things we forgot to cover on the iris section. Obviously, it's Daytona 500 week next week. Yep. It's midweek stuff as well. Like we always think about it as a weekend. I always get yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah. It's I, a... I think I might do some races midweek, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe on the... <clears throat> uh, well, maybe, maybe instead of doing this, maybe we should just live stream Daytona 500. Sounds good to me, mate. I've always enjoyed Daytona 500. And another thing, this is just hot enough to press. It happened when we was uh, working on our notes. The I think this came around last year as well. I definitely remember it. The yeah, Mazda yeah. Racing Prodigy Golden Ticket Series, where you can earn a ride or something. Um, basically, it's an iRacing series. You take part. And I think as long as you're eligible. Um, but yeah, look it out. It's on the iRacing UI now. The Racing Prodigy Mazda Spec MX Golden Ticket Series. Now, I think it's the legacy, unless it's a mistake, which I doubt, it's not the Mazda we I know. It's the be. legacy Mazda. It can't be the legacy. Why the only reason I could it? think it is is because that's what you get to drive IRL. Uh, yeah. Because Brick yeah. Car did that with the 24. I jumped into the 24 oh, really? Silverstone and they were like, oh, there's only these cars to pick from. It was like a select few of GT3s. So I was like, oh, okay, the Ferrari. What do you mean? It's the G, not even the Evo. It wasn't the 296 or the Evo. It was the one before. Sure. And I was like, is this a mistake? Like, oh, no, because we're matching sure. the IRL choices. Uh, so we drove that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, so maybe you're right, but I, I didn't even think those old ones were being used. George Simmons in chat saying, great car, by the way. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, it's uh, I, I'm not familiar with it. I think when I joined in 2016, it just been changed. I definitely drove it. But, you, but you, you, you joined before me, right? No, I joined off. You. Well, I thought you joined like 2010. And then we're off it for a while. No, no, no. I must be mistaken then. Oh, okay. Was it the Global Master when I joined it? Yeah. I think so. I don't remember, mate. Let us know in chat if people know. I think it was 2016 when the uh, when the new Master came out. New being. Uh, yeah, it's 2016 spec. It's been oh, okay. Custis, yeah. Oh, it must have been then. Yeah. <laughs> um... I think that's it for the sim racing news. I think it is, yes. Um, Apex Racing Simulators, uh, some exciting news. This is our hardware brand where we sell products on uh, apexracingsim.com. And we are pleased to announce we now have Husingveld engineering products available to buy. So if you're considering a new set of pedals, you can have the Husingveld Sprints or the Ultimate Plus pedals and of course, you can also have the VRS Pro pedals as well. I saw them. I was in the uh, storeroom getting some yep. bits from my video, and Husenveld uh, boxes. Yeah, yeah. They've got the the black editions in. Oh yeah. So I grabbed a box, put them in my car. No, I didn't yeah, really. Yeah, people won't notice. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, look, I've always liked the look of them, the black edition, because mm. you definitely look at your pedals all a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all I'm the time. Obsessed by my yeah, 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 of course. Uh, so also the we're stocking the Ultimate Plus base plates, which are really good for the Ultimate Plus pedals. Obviously, they're compatible with that, but they're also compatible with the VRS pedals as well. So if you're buying the VRS pedals, you can now get a base plate as well, um, and yeah, it can it can work great. That's so. why I actually use the Ultimate Plus base plate with my okay. VRS. Yeah, I think VRS don't do base plates, do they? Uh, don't think so. I'm not sure. Well, what we got on the rigs downstairs? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you can actually buy them, but I I don't know if it's like a part of the rig which isn't uh, available to buy yet. But. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, Alex says no. Okay. okay yeah. yeah, I didn't think so. Um, but yeah, they're all standard fitting now. I mean. Yeah, a lot of pedals are using a similar layout nowadays, which is nice to see. Just like we've got the wheel rims where everyone but Fanatec is using the same uh, wheel connector. Um, yeah, it's part of the rig. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is. So do check out apexracingsim.com if you're genuinely looking for any upgrades when it comes to your sim racing equipment. That is definitely the place to go uh, because, yeah, got quite a roster of uh, products now available. Uh, Apex Racing team, we had Pesk round one last week, and it went really well. Luke McCohen uh, with a win on debut. That was brilliant. It was phenomenal. Do we have a good... Man, this is not a good replay. Oh, actually, hang on. Quality is amazing. Bam. There he is. Crossing the line. Bam. Look how clear he is. Draft track. Ah, tell him that. Clear about yeah. that a second by the end. Uh, pulled away in the middle part of the race and uh, did really well to hold on. Yeah, Redline were uh, triple bump drafting behind him and closing in. Yeah. But Luke, uh, he knew he had it as long as no mistakes. He knew he had that. Good work from uh, Alejandro Sanchez, who had an awful meeting in the end, but he did help out Luke in that race just to 
help him get that gap. I didn't want to say that, but oh yeah. Yeah, he literally. I, mean, I don't know if he was genuinely <laughs> no, I know. doing it, but like either way, he certainly. The phrase um, he took one for the team came to mind when I was watching. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Luke! <laughs> it's too late for me. <laughs> uh, the results in the end for the team uh, were all right. So Luke and Johan did really well. First and eighth for Luke, sixth and fourth for Johan. It's really frustrating because obviously, the. The, the first race is the more competitive one. The first race is the one where you qualify and it's in pace order. And then basically you get twice as many points. It's a really bad system. They should be level points at most. Race one really should be worth more points. Race one should be worth more points. It's the real race. Yeah. Qualifying, quality position, race, you prove who the fastest is. Yeah. Reverse craziness worth more. Yeah. I mean, in, in AOL... We have a slightly longer race too, but yeah. they're worth the same. But in that, you can actually overtake. In this, it's really tricky to overtake because everyone's so competitive. It's a good photo, by the way. Uh, yeah, Lewis Ward knows what he's doing. Or oh, actually, this may have been done by uh, Reese Carroll. Actually, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, nice photo. Uh, but yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, you can see Quinson struggled a bit. Salva with a good race too to get up there. Uh, Alex had a real tough round. I mean, he could have been on the podium yeah. in, in race one, but it was tough. Um, he was unlucky. It was nine point one case off, I think. Yeah, nine point one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Pretty stacked. Uh, Michael with decent results and Luca with all right results as well. So, yeah, of course, um, back for round two this weekend. We'll be hosting the team stream once again on the Apex Racing Team uh, Twitch channel. So you should definitely check that out. And of course, uh, well, how did your race go uh, at Daytona? Pesco Stars. Um, Obviously, we were in the GTP in a fixed setup and came out in practice. And obviously, you've got, you know, Casey's, Swellio's, uh, Pablo Lopez's, basic Ollie's. Like, I was a bit daunted. It was my, my debut. Came out in practice. Fastest, fastest, fastest. 50 minutes into the session, I'm sitting fastest. And I'm thinking, okay, this is good. Casey then sets a lap faster. Yeah. And ironic. Well, he set it early into his practice. Like, he had jumped into the practice late. Sure. Qualifying, I knew, was super important because unlike Pesk, it's equal points for the first and second. But unlike Pesk, it's reverse entire grid. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, qualified third. Swellio, uh, so Casey, Swellio, me, Pablo Lopez. I couldn't yeah. believe I outqualified Pablo. He was a bit more aggressive into me and I didn't want to fight him on my debut, so I followed him. Fourth, so QP3, finished P4, reverse entire grid, and I'd finished fourth, so I'm starting fourth to last, and I finished ninth. So... Big points. I'm super chuffed because obviously while there's only, what, seven or eight rounds, two races on each. So I know there's a lot of points. So my plan is just to quality strong, finish strong in the reverse race, survive. Any drops? No, I don't think so. I haven't. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. To, my plan is just mass points. But yeah, to be honest, actually on the schedule, I picked this as my weakest week in the sense that I know everyone's good at Daytona. Like Hockenheim, all these tracks where maybe I've got a little bit more of an upper hand uh, because of the amount of streaming I do and like the officials I do, whereas everybody does Daytona, yeah. you know. But yeah, I was super chuffed. So yeah, I'll be doing that tomorrow at Hockenheim. Yeah, round two at Hockenheim. Uh, usually actually quite a good race, I think, is Hockenheim when it comes yeah. to generally esports. Even ESL one was quite good around there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't mean that to be quite as sly as it sounded, but uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Pesca is pretty good there as well. T- T6 hairpin on that point is always a mess. 
uh, even it, honestly, the higher level you get, the more of a mess T6 at the hairpin becomes because drivers go four wide and it just doesn't work. So uh, that will be entertaining stuff. And hopefully we get another race win. I'm trying to think if we got a race win last year. Yeah, Alejandro would have yeah. got a race win or two. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember Sanchez winning, yeah. Uh, maybe Salva may have got one as well. Jamie didn't. And uh, he was disappointed about it. So I think that's it for ART for now. Wait, I was in ART news. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. said it here first, mate. Yeah. You said it first. <laughs> a, a branch, a very long branch. Well, I ran the orange livery, so I suppose you don't know where to put me. I ran a very unique no, well, Apex livery. Apex Facing TV. If cool. you're running orange, you're Apex Facing TV. So I got approval us. to take the Apex livery. Well, technically the Apex Academy livery, because I still had the Academy green stickers on but run the entire livery where the green is or blue is in orange, in a burnt orange from dark to light. And my Real God, nice. it looked good. Real nice. It was easy to get approved. I asked Alex, <laughs> he was like, yep. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Easy. Uh, Aaron Smith asking in chat, Sam, I know you hate Daytona, but what about Charlotte Roval? Charlotte Roval, probably the second best Roval, uh, only behind New Hampshire. Uh, Charlotte in uh, second place, Homestead, Miami, in third place. Then it goes like Kansas. Um, and all of them not. And then right at the bottom is Daytona. Uh, not everyone drives GTP. Emily had hardly driven it. Yeah, 100%. I know. And that's going to flip about when it goes to GTP and GT3. That's the nature of this event. But Emery was so fast. Uh, Apex Racing League. Uh, we've got a few new leagues starting up in the next few weeks. If you have a look in the Apex Racing League Discord, you can see what they are. Uh, but uh, a new platform we are hosting. I'm hoping you're going to talk. I was about to ask, can we tease it? But this is good. Go on, go on, go on. Uh, yeah, how much can I tease? I mean, people, I think, can pretty much figure it out. I mean, last game, it's on the Apex Racing League Discord. So, um, yeah, we don't hide these stuff. We literally, like, host... We, we put up the Discord. I like putting up the Discord, like, a week beforehand. So it's, like, a gentle thing. And then people are like, oh, I found out about this. And I'm not meant to, meant to know about it. So I like leaking stuff. And uh, this is another leak as well. Uh, but yeah, a few new series. So um, yeah, if you're fans of uh, another popular sim, and if you're a fan of uh, different car classes as well, we've got a new championship, something that we haven't hosted before coming up soon. And we've got also a return of a championship that ended this week as well, coming back soon. So um, yeah, do check out uh, Apex Racing. Bogdan asking the same question I asked you. When you were talking about the leagues, Apex I said, endurance. that's all I asked you. It's the only question. Uh, I can't, like, we're not 100% certain about this, but, like, probably in the summer, Apex Endurance will, uh, will come back. But so I'm pushing them for next week, Bogdan. I'm pushing them. <laughs> I'm always saying next weekend. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and, um, yeah, we'll see about that one. But, yeah, yeah, probably probably June, I reckon, we'll start that one. Or March, when rain comes. Uh, what you think we should do endurance yes. with uh, the Formula Fords? Well, we should do a one in January to warm up for the March endurance. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So January, a dry one, March, a wet one. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, uh, and the other Apex Racing League news is that the final rounds. Hang on, was that this week? No, that was the previous week. Sorry, no, that was the previous week. It's because I got photos. Oh, here's some nice photos. Uh, this is fine. They approved of these messages, these photos going on uh, social media. So we can, this is social media, right? Um, this is uh, Gabriel Solomon with his uh, trophy. Congratulations to him. Um, also, Igor Kos. Oh, no, he hasn't sent it to me. He just <laughs> sent me this gift. This was his thing of him holding the trophy. 
Oh my god. He said he would make one during the weekend. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought you was honestly I looked at your screen and was like, wait, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't getting in the Alpine limit <laughs> that you just ordered. <laughs> right. I am composed. Uh and Golden Marshall hasn't got his trophy yet, but so uh, you will do. Um Adam Luth saying, can we talk about food yet? I've still uh, got half pizza waiting for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, I had, so we always have Domino's. I, this week, had the Veggie Supreme because uh, I am a vegetarian. And I removed the sweet corn because sweet corn sucks on a pizza. And I put garlic spread on it. Garlic spread, very rich. Uh, you sort of love it and hate it simultaneously as you're eating it. But I have it every now and again. And so, yeah, that was my pizza. What about you? Um, my pizza was the usual. The, the meteor. The meteor has pepperoni. With no changes. With no changes, yeah. It's thick base, pepperoni, ham, you beef. add sweet corn to it next time. I said your sweet corn. that beef. You order the sweet corn and pick. No, don't. I'll order <laughs> sweet corn. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I, I don't want to do that. Now I've pictured you picking off your sweet corn. <laughs> Hey, Danny in chat. Hello, mate. Uh, Danny yes. Sivi Sabo, <clears throat> who was down at the Apex Racing Sim Center for Daytona, saying uh, Corby Domino's is good. It is good. It is good. Domino's gets a lot of bad rep, but uh, they are good. Uh, George Simmons warning him that he may lose his teeth if uh, he does eat too much Domino's. I didn't know that, George. I thought I thought it was these things. And I'm not saying bad things about Bam, but I'm just saying... You know, energy drinks generally are bad for your teeth, but maybe it's Domino's. Um, let's the last segment we've got is Apex Racing TV. Not a whole lot of uh, bits to share today, but this was just a. Um, Hang on, he got a twofer there. What was this? I forgot one, this taking now. advantage of the drivers battling in this front is of him. Radical esports, without doubt, the move of the race. Even if he doesn't oh. keep that spot, what a pass! Okay, what was it? I genuinely have forgotten. Oh, it was a nice move. Here we go. They are coming out of sunset down the straight. McCutcheon's in the third of those three cars. And, uh, oh, no. You know, Sounds it three wide inside at turn one at Sebring. And he's, uh, he's done it as John McCutcheon. So, nice work. This is the place to do radicals, isn't it? The Apex Racing League radical thing. Oh, well, this is the official series. Oh. But, yeah, this is like the strength of field race. Oh, the soft race. Yep. Uh, and also, by the way, there's a compilation video coming out next week of the Apex Racing TV best moments from January. So best commentary moments or racing? Uh, me messing about with the um, buttons with this thing. Yes. That's going to make it. Do I do anything that makes it? Uh, well, we the commentaries we do make it, yeah. Yeah, but you might pan in and just crop me out. Well, yeah. Or do I get, even get a hand or sometimes? Oh, I've tried not to. I've tried. You, you occasionally hear like a tiny bit of David and it immediately cuts. <laughs> um, this is Formula 4. Super close. 
Aaron Smith, who is uh, in chat today, talking about this. Oh, good to Oh, look at that. Louis White heading into the hairpin. And he pulls it off. This is in the B final, so top four get the into the A final. But good turn now. I think we had 40 drivers sign up for turn one, but with our elimination heat format. And then there goes Jensen, and he biffs off Speckens. But I think that was... I don't think that was a penalty. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't actually know what these final three clips were. I just linked them because Winged they it. had good uh, labels on them. For second place, this is in the B final as well, so this is earlier. Oh, look at that crash in the background. And there's another crash. Yeah. I don't know how you survived that. Honestly, these guys... Oh, giving us some entertainment. Well, that's a nice oh, move down the inside there. Honestly, give these guys a contract. They are providing some spectacular racing, and it gets even worse. All the crashes have been on the straights. There was a car going straight off. Someone's lost a rear wing. There's about two or three cars involved there. Poggy is out of the race. And I believe... Um, so, fun racing. You can still sign up. We did actually have a driver sign up for uh, the... Uh, uh, after round one. Uh, he will be making their debut tomorrow. Uh, sign up at apexracingleague.com. But all these drivers are running in a pretty decent position right now. As I said at the start of this broadcast, the position you want to be in so is... This, we're gradually going backwards. We're, we're very much following a Chris Nolan narrative here. A little oh, bit contact. A little bit. going off. Tell that to Mac that it was just a little bit. He recovered well for the rest of the meeting. Uh, I think he may have won the pro arms actually, Mac. So he did really well. Oh, another one, sorry. One more. Ah, uh, here comes McFarquhar. Hang on, this is before a game. We've gone reverse order throughout this. Oh, my laptop is not doing well there. That was Jensen. Of course, we already know that he comes back later on. And well, he's all the way down in 18th place now. He's got a lot of work to do in these next about seven and a bit. And yeah, just great racing. Um, next round is Silverstone. Nice. You can sign Lots up now. Draft. If you sign up within the next 12 hours, you get into the next race. Has the legal court planning for the SDK usage? I don't see Rolexes yet. Yeah. I think uh, for the integration in that game. Yeah. Um, They're maxing We're getting like, there. We're going there with the uh, with the legal issues um, on that one. Um, I mean, basically, we, we we take all their profits, don't they? Yeah, I want one of those so. rigs with the F1 car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my settlement. Well, I mean, I've got 26 in my basket, so that's <laughs> what... That, I'm only setting for that 2.5 million, please. <laughs> um, that's about shipping and taxes. I can't imagine what the tax is going to be 300 grand, mate. <laughs> Fat taxes and oh, shipping. Yeah, 25 grand. So what's 20%? That's 400 quid, 450 yeah. quid. To uh, to get that, um, four hundred fifty grand. I mean, so yeah, man, that rig, that rig. Uh, I think that is pretty much everything we've got on our lists at the moment. So, um, is anything else that you wanted to mention? No, that if I seem tired, it's because my smoke alarm went off in three in the morning. Not went off the battery, yeah. started beeping, and then you know, red sleep beeping. Yeah, there was a fire, but you were like, oh. The 
I, f- I phoned oh. my mum. The, I was speaking to my mum uh, on the way here, and I said, oh, the fire, and I went from three in the morning. She went, is everything okay? I was like, no, mum, I wish there was a fire. It was the battery, and I didn't have a spare battery, so I had to go get towels and dampen the sound and try to go back to bed and wake up and buy a battery. All, all fine now? Yes, I bought a new battery and shoved it in and smashed it back up on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you could put nine batteries in. Now I wouldn't have to worry about this thing. Yeah. Do people ever test fire alarms? Like, no, but they're when, so good. When, now. when you put them in, <clears throat> I feel like you should probably light a match and just be like, does this actually oh, work? Oh, test, test. Mm, yeah. Good point. I, I, I think you should test it. Is, is I think, to be honest, you should just not play with matches and you probably won't have to worry about the yeah, house fire. By having the match, you are <laughs> yeah. increasing the chance. And then you fall off the ladder. <laughs> 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 Wait, the alarm's not going off. Do I leave? <laughs> it's the alarm's fault. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, George asking, could you not have taken the battery out? Uh, there's a separate battery. Correct. Saying, yeah. The only way to get to the backup battery is usually to smash it with a hammer. Not that I've got past experience. Yeah, maybe I. I'm not telling that story. Uh, but yeah, so the best ones you can buy are connected to the mains. And have the 9 volt and have a battery backup. But the reason that battery backup's there is to warn you when your battery dies. Now, that might sound crazy. It's because that other battery doesn't get used while the 9 volt's being used. Sure. So the nine volt do- and if you're wondering what, if it's got mains, it's because if you have a power outage, then a fire. So, yeah. Yeah, I will. I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> Not now. Next week. It'll be on the next, next We'll week. put up the schedule. Tune in. <clears throat> uh, so I think that pretty much rounds us out then for today so once again do check out apexracingsim.com uh, to get some of that Husenveld equipment that is new on offer and uh, of course do check out apexracingleague.com check out apexracingac I think there's links to all of them in the description below um, and of course subscribe to the channel as well apexracingtv and uh, follow us on Twitch as well uh, and uh, just tune in next week I will have results from PESC. Hopefully some more teasers as well from Le Mans Ultimate for us to discuss. Um, maybe iRacing. Do you think iRacing are being really smart with their rain where they're just drip feeding out, where they're deliberately giving out one thing per week? Do you know what I had to honestly think? I think they're building these things when we're seeing them. I think they're so oh, far yeah, behind. Yeah, that's what everyone assumes, but this is quite a good marketing thing, how they're just giving us little little bits, making us talk about it. We talk about it for, for half an hour on the podcast, even though it's nothing. And yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to talk about rain anymore. I want it to just start raining in the sim. And I want version two to come out, because version one's going to suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that will be next week. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. We will say goodbye for now and we will see you back next week for the next The Late Apex.